Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. podcast starts now what's up everyone around the globe you are listening to the most beautiful voices as listed on a guinness book of world records mm. um that's right it's us Streetio lab that's right we are excited to announce our partnership with the meditation app gay meditation <laughs> where we will be doing soothing voices but but for people who are soothed by gay voices yeah so it's people that are soothed by voices that are a little bit different let's just say that <laughs> yeah it's sort of it's actually sort of radical because i do think the final step of lgbtq plus acceptance is normalizing gay voices and there are many meditation apps out there and in none of them will you hear someone be like um so yeah basically like what lady gaga did in joanne so, is she put on a hat so pretty much what that was like was like literally like um um, yeah, I think that could actually be groundbreaking. So there I am with my pants around my ankles and two giant guys come in. George, I have a weird theory that I actually don't know if I believe in at all, but hear me out. What is it? Gay voice is dying. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I have met younger gay men mm. who don't have gay voice. And in fact, you would like they have like Pete Buttigieg voice, yeah, and in a way that's like um, not like from trauma, like not from one hundred percent, yes, <laughs> to well, sound we, straight. Yeah, so obviously, <laughs> Pete Buttigieg voice from trauma is that thing where someone calls your landline when you are twelve and you answer and you're like, hello, <laughs> yeah. So that's Pete. That's that's from trauma, and and I just want to say, if you're over the age of thirty five and you have 
trauma-induced Pete Buttigieg voice, I actually genuinely do not blame you, and I stand with you at the march. But yeah, and yeah, you are valid. You are valid. Yeah, I mean, you are valid. You are you yourself maybe don't think you're valid, but I am telling you as an elder that you are. Uh, but I will say I have noticed. God, I wish I remember the specific example I'm thinking of. I recently met a, I'll say it, a twink, someone who mm-hmm. it was. By all counts, if you were to Google dictionary.com twink, his image would come up. And so, you know, I expect a sort of high voice. I expect some upspeak. I expect maybe a lisp. Sure, maybe. Why not? And this man opens his voice and he's like, oh, I'll just have a tequila soda. <laughs> and in that moment, not to make it about me, but I'm like, so where does that leave me? Where does that leave me? Am I left behind? Right. Am I... Is that the like, is that the future? And people are going to be like, oh, yeah, older gays sound like this. <laughs> do we need to do a time capsule recording where ev- where gays that are between the ages of 30 and 70 record their voices so that later generations can remember what we used to sound like? <laughs> I think we absolutely should for science purposes, mostly. I mean, I have like it's happened a few times where I've been like, wait. Like it, it really throws me for a loop because also for so I feel like in high school or like whatever, you're like, that's the ideal. I wish I sounded like that. Mm. And then and even like and that is hot to me when like like sort of before you're comfortable with yourself, you're like, oh, a man that sounds like that is like the ideal and hot. And then I've been having it where like the opposite happens now where I'll hear like a um yeah, I'll just have a tequila soda. And I'm like, stop, stop. Yeah. Like stop. You're like, soft so- as a jellyfish. It's so unhot to me in a way that is everything's all switched upside down and topsy-turvy. Yeah. Well, of course, there is something, and maybe this is problematic, but there is something. (sighs) Okay. Cancel culture keyboard warriors, put your (laughs) headphones down for one second. And let me say this. There is something hot about uh, the discordant nature of either a twink with masculine voice or like, a masculine bear with a really faggy voice. Do you agree? Yeah, I fully agree. And actually like a bear with a really queeny voice is one of the hottest things one can be. It's actually one of the biggest slays of all time. When, okay, when a bear has a really like a tequila soda voice, mm-hmm. that is often trauma induced. Yeah, well, because already... Not all bears, of course, but already when when you when you see someone who maybe uh, is you know has big muscles, tattoos, whatever, you're like potentially not always potentially that's trauma induced. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not wrong. I I actually feel so on edge right now because like rarely do we ever say words like the bear community, and I'm like actually afraid. Um, of sort of speaking, speaking about a community at large mm-hmm. and um, having, I'm afraid of bear backlash, to be completely honest. Just to be clear, our <laughs> audience is 50% bears, 50% lesbians who went to Emerson. Yeah. And we would never deny, e- both of those communities are the backbone of this Radio Lab brand. And without them, we would be literally kicked off our network and hung out to dry. And we would be doing, yeah. you know, sort of... Uh, basement shows in Wilmington. Where's Wilmington? North Carolina. North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> so, and and of course, everything I'm saying is is with a patina of 
classic gay humor. Nothing I ever say I mean, and none of it matters. A patina? A patina. Am I using that wrong? I have no idea. I've never heard anyone use that word in my life. Wait, hold on. A patina? Actually, patina would be a great drag name, <laughs> but I'm going to... Okay. It's sort of a uh, a layer, like a, a a green film formed naturally on copper and bronze by long exposure or artificially and often valued aesthetically for its color. It's like something has a patina around. It's like a, a, a sort of thin layer of something. Huh. So I could be speaking okay. with a patina of camp. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad we've done a lot. We've addressed the bear community. We've uh, addressed our brand and our brand goals, and we have learned the word patina. Of course. And and just to to finish my thought because it was problematic as stated. What I was going to say is like, okay, you're you're a bear, a muscle a muscle bear. You're a muscle bear. Muscle bear. You have uh, worked towards having muscles and having uh, tattoos. What I was saying is like, oh, it's easy for someone who doesn't have that to then look at you and be intimidated and say, oh, no, you have all these markers of masculinity. But you know what you can do to then make them feel safe? Have a queenie voice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. It's comforting. It's comforting because you're like, you're like, I might be a muscle bear, but I love Casey Musgraves. (laughs) Yeah, I have this thing now where like, because I'm bear pilled, Mm -hmm. I'll like just be in a normal town in the Midwest and be like, oh, everyone here is gay. And it's like, no, (laughs) no, 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 no. This is a classic issue for you. (laughs) This is like when at our live show, we were trying to decide if the concept of uh, talking about your vacation is gay or straight. And I was like, it is so clearly straight. That's something that like people in offices do where they're like, you know, we're going to take the kids and go uh, up to our our family's cabin. And you're like, no, it's gay because people are talking about Fire Island. And I'm like, maybe in your community, people are talking about Fire Island, but that doesn't mean the concept of vacation is gay. No, our community, George, sweetie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I was doing a, 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 a muscle tattoo thing of trying to distance myself. Yeah, that was crazy. That was Buttigieg trauma. That was Buttigieg trauma. Okay, so to recap, gay voice is dying. I am a friend of all bears. Yeah. And take back everything I said. <laughs> and also, maybe our only allies left are lesbians who went to Emerson. That's true. That's true. Um, I guess I want to, you know, maybe end our intro on a call to action. Yes. Um, If you have a gay voice, let it out. Let it out loud and proud. Now more than ever. Now more than ever, what with everything going on politically, uh, both domestic and abroad, your voice can change everything. Don't be afraid to be a little annoying. And I would actually go so far as to say one of the most powerful things President Joe Biden could do is give a State of the Union address with a gay voice. <laughs> yeah, so, I think so like in terms of foreign policy, offensive. like for sure, I think like we're on the right track, but definitely we could regroup. I think if he did that, well, needless to say, he'd be a hero. Of course. Um, Vice President Harris, first of all, your mother. Yeah. Second of all, please take it away. (laughs) Wow. Incredible performance. You ate. No crumbs. Um, (laughs) That's Biden about uh, Zelensky after they have the big meeting. Yeah. And then people on Fox News are like, well, uh, speaker whoever ate him up. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Wow. Um, okay. Well, should we bring in our guest? Yeah, I think we should bring in our guest. I'm actually really into this idea. 
If more politicians yeah. talked in a gay voice, I genuinely think that radical things could happen in this country. And we would be closer to... Well, it would definitely bring change. Certainly closer to Medicare for all. <laughs> I mean, at that point, it's all about respectability politics. It's like once you take out of the... Once everyone stops feeling the need to speak in a masculine tone... And by the way, women are implicated in this. Because let me tell you something. Women in politics also try to speak like straight men. And if they just spoke like a gay man, we would have way more rights. Yeah. Period. Okay, so, <laughs> so having said that... I actually would love to hear thoughts on this from a real woman in politics. <laughs> Please yeah. welcome Vanessa Gonzalez. Hello, thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Vanessa, wow. how are you? Oh my God, I'm so well. Thank you so much for having me. Y'all have enlightened me so much. Um, yeah. I, I want to be you an alley. Mm -hmm. um, and you're coming at us live mm -hmm. from the battleground state of Texas. So now more than ever, it's actually important that you speak in, in a correct <laughs> gay male intonation right. so that you may change the minds of all around you. Right. Well, it's hard here in Texas because we are at war, but <laughs> uh, I am in a soundproof booth, so I guess I could speak freely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, uh, but yeah. This is so exciting. I'm sorry I'm straight. Just wanted to start off. No, 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 no. <laughs> Never apologize. No, okay. Be own who it. you are. <laughs> Live out loud. Yeah, you really have to own it. And also, you know, I think that living out loud, no matter what that means for you, is celebrating LGBTQ plus culture. Yes. Even if you are living out loud as a straight man that is going to a desk job, wearing a freshly laundered Brooks Brothers shirt. The fact that you are living authentically mm -hmm. and purse first <laughs> means that you are giving other people the the you are giving other people the permission to be their full selves. Yes. I mean yeah. I was excited when they added the plus in LGBTQ plus. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I thought it yeah. was LGBTQ plus size community. <laughs> mm. And I oh, was that's like interesting. they're welcoming sure. me with open arms. Um, but it was still a no, no, thank you. <laughs> you should go to, you should go actually go to queer spaces and, and say that you are, and say that because they're welcome, like a plus size community, you feel like you belong there. And actually, I think people would really appreciate that. I think so. We need to find a color for that on the flag. Yeah. Yeah. What could that color be? Well, it could just be. Sort of like uh, all the colors are taken. All the colors are taken. <laughs> it would maybe a chartreuse. Yes, there's more. Something there's a little more. more. Indie. You know what? Actually, you know what the flag doesn't have that you would think it would? A sort of sparkly color. I think we need a gold. I was going to say that. A sparkly. That would be good. Do you think they don't do that just because of like printing costs or something? Mm -hmm. Like it's like harder. Well. It's because of government funding. Again, it goes back to Joe Biden having to speak in a queenie voice. Because if there was more funding, then each pride flag would also have one stripe that was all Swarovski crystals. Yes. Oh, yeah. That would be so gorgeous. It and would. it would never wave because it would be weighed down by the crystals. It would just be down. Yeah. It would be like down and sad. Yeah, it would be constantly in mourning. It would be at half mass because yeah. it was too heavy to actually lift. Yeah. yeah, what a beautiful little metaphor, you know? Like, wow. I'm too beautiful, I can't even stand up. <laughs> I mean, that's the gay experience. That is the gay experience. <laughs> I'm too beautiful, I can't stand up. And also, I'm not a very hard worker. <laughs> <laughs> 
but I want to be adored regardless. Yes. regardless. And I want to be the centerpiece of this restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> and or Unitarian Church. Yes. Of course, of course. Vanessa, I feel like you live in Austin. I feel like Austin is a very, uh, almost aggressively LGBT inclusive city. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, we we do the most. We try our best. But the Texas is seeping into Austin every day. Really? Really? Oh, yeah. You know, you've seen our politics. Yes. (laughs) Well, it's not just Texas seeping into Austin. It's also like random people moving to Austin that are sort of, tech entrepreneurs yeah i think the the rich is austin's real rich now i think it's like trying to be mini la Mm -hmm. and i thought you know that would make it you know keep it still the liberal pool that it is but it seems like it's going the other way interesting Mm -hmm. oh right because like Joe Rogan's there now, exactly. right? And like all those people. Tesla. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that moved like from San Francisco, like tech people moved to Austin during the pandemic. Yeah, because they're like, oh, what? You won't tax us? Let's go. What? Oh, we just don't need to give women rights? Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Right, exactly. And you're like, well, the reason taxes are low is because there's a thriving drag community. It's not about you. <laughs> right. <laughs> So basically what you're yeah. saying is the central motto, which is keep Austin weird, is actually now like a battle cry. It is yeah. <laughs> it is like it is. genuinely uh, something that needs to be said. Yeah, it's like keep Austin weird by letting me have abortions. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on, yeah. please. <laughs> you know what, though? I hate to, I hate to uh, challenge the brave souls that came up with keep Austin weird but it really does go to show you how important it is to be specific <laughs> because yeah. weird can mean so many different things and I wow. actually I could I would argue you know someone like Marjorie Taylor Greene is weirder she's weird <laughs> that's true and many people I've met that live in Austin so you're sort of like uh, people don't have the capacity for nuance you really have to be specific yeah. If you're making a charter, like the words matter. Like you can't just say keep Austin weird. You have to say keep Austin good weird. Like right. keep Austin like quirky. Like yeah. <laughs> even yeah. that doesn't really work. No. Yeah. Oh, exactly. y'all are blowing my mind. It's like keep Austin weird is kind of like make America great again. Literally. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I need to throw away all my Austin shit. <laughs> I mean, it is truly like make America great again. Obviously, the the whistle, uh, you know, it, it's clear what it means, but it is vague enough that like, I don't know if if I didn't know what it meant and RuPaul came out and was like, make America great again. I'd be like, oh, she yes. means make it like it was before Trump in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. When we were all doing drugs. Right. Yeah. yeah. When the club kids ruled the world. Um <laughs> Okay, so keep Austin weird. Yeah, it's like when exactly are you thinking you want to keep it? You know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't. Yeah, know. what kind of weird? Yeah, yeah, Willie Nelson. Like, like <laughs> right? Yeah, is it Willie Nelson? I don't know. Who else is from Austin? Hold on, George Bush. <laughs> George Bush. Right. It's like it's like George Bush is weird. He's really weird, actually. Oh, yeah. Do you want that to be all of Austin? Yeah, I don't think so. But the, he's the bad weird. <laughs> Wait, I've got it. We have a new a new phrase. Okay, get Austin normal. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
I actually completely agree with get us the normal because it's also like you're it. then reclaiming normal. You're like normal is everyone having equal rights. Yes. Women feeling safe. Uh, the LGBTQ community feeling empowered to speak in gay voices again. A walkable community. A walkable community. Yes. Affordable well drinks. <laughs> <laughs> I also think get Austin normal get means like it's always a you're working towards something yeah like keep is very like conservative we need to yeah. stay where we are get is like there's progress to it's be had here it's progressive progressive yeah. quite frankly it's, it's hope and change it's actually more progressive than hope and change because you're making it specific I love this uh, I mean meeting adjourned we did great work here. yeah wow Wow. I mean, you know, when you start a podcast, a comedy podcast about straight culture, you never expect to change the world. And it just happens so naturally. And if it were forced, of course, it would be bad. But it just comes to us. I mean, I, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised after this airs if the politics change in Texas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Y'all are going to make Texas blue. Mm-hmm. I think so. You know, unfortunately, this podcast has a lot of power. We did mention uh, Jojo Millennial, the singer, and then the next day she was cast in a Broadway play. It actually and is I true. I wish I were lying. Yeah. And she was <laughs> cast in Moulin Rouge. <gasps> oh, my God. So <laughs> I'm, I'm so hopeful. <laughs> I mean, the crown on our heads is so heavy. It's sort of like the Swarovski crystals on the flag. We can't stand up. <laughs> Via the pressure, but luckily we can sit in our chairs and record our podcast. Wow. That's why we usually don't have guests on that are like specifically promoting like a book or a film or something, because we would actually be sued by the government because of how much <laughs> weight. Because then like, you know, if, uh, you know, let's say if um, who has a movie, who has a movie coming out right I now? I mean, not me. <laughs> not me. <laughs> Nor a book. Know, you know, it's like if uh, Jessica Chastain came on and promoted her starring role oh. in A Doll's House on Broadway, suddenly the prices would rise. It would be like Live Nation and Taylor Swift. Suddenly everyone in New York would be suing Live Nation Everything. because of the amount of press she got on our podcast. And so, yeah. you know, we're like, whatever, let her flop. And it's hard, actually. It's It makes it hard to find guests because, like, you know, everyone we know is, like, either promoting a book or a movie. So we really have to, like dig through the contacts and be like okay do we know anyone who doesn't have something right now again not me um and i've never felt better about not having either well vanessa you're promoting your political career yeah and your amendment to the lgbtq plus acronym to include all plus size people regardless of their politics sexuality like we're yes. talking like it really is blue state, red state. That is that is the one area where you are the most inclusive, despite your political efforts. I am very selfless. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, thank you again for having me. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> wow. That's fun. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We are both dealing with such different issues in our day-to-day lives. You have a full-time job in Los Angeles. You've had to uproot your home. You've had to, you have to figure out work-life balance. Meanwhile, I am a freelancer in New York City. How do I fit it all in one day? How do I create my own schedule? What am I, some boss lady in a film? You know, it's so hard. You have to be boss and employee. But you know what? We can't keep these things bottled up. You know, we need to let them out. 
That's right. People all carry around different stressors, both big and small. And when you bottle them up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I'll tell you something. Therapy in the past for me has been just a place where once a week I can tell someone what I'm thinking of in a safe and enclosed space where no one can enter and ask me to send an email because it is my time and it is my time for therapy. And everyone deserves that in all across this great nation. Yeah. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and hey, suited for your schedule. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Stradio today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Stradio. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, should we do our first segment? I think we should, actually. All right, let's do it. Okay, well, oh. Vanessa, our first segment is called Straight Shooters. And in this segment, we test your familiarity with and complicity in straight culture by asking you a series of rapid-fire, nonsensical questions where you have to choose one thing or another thing. And the one rule is you can't ask any follow-up questions about how the game works. Otherwise, you will be booted off this video call and we will cyberbully you online. <laughs> And you'll never work in politics and you'll again. You'll never work in politics <laughs> again. And by the way, at, without you, Texas will go back to being red, <laughs> solidly. Oh, no. So oh. a lot is riding on this. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> Sam, take it away. Okay. Flesh and blood or sticks and stones? A sticks and stones. Whimsical mm. knitwear or universal childcare? Uh whimsical knitwear <laughs> mm, true okay fig newton isaac newton or newt gingrich fig newton mm. doing the macarena or shooting with michael pena <laughs> oh shooting with michael pena <laughs> could be huge oh my god i wish i wish i was shooting with michael pena <laughs> yeah. if only i wouldn't be on this podcast if I was. <laughs> Not that's for damn sure <laughs> Um, okay. Watching a Twitch stream or having a wet dream? A wet dream. Mm. Mm. Getting a PhD or baking a wheel of brie? Ooh. Oh, a wheel of brie. Mm -hmm. True. Okay. Chevy Chase the person, 
Chevy Chase the town in Maryland, or Chevy Chase the idea of a car that is a Chevy in the midst of a chase. <laughs> the idea of a car that's a Chevy. <laughs> I mean, you gotta. Yeah. Okay. Simple human trash cans or complicated women in film and television? <laughs> Complicated women in film and television. Wow. Wow. That was really beautiful. That was really beautiful. And I have to say, I think I'm going to give you 900 doves out of 1,000 doves because mm-hmm. I think you immediately stepped up to the plate. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, we judge we, we judge these things based on pure performance value. <laughs> and I think sometimes when someone answers quickly... I think it's because they're not contemplating what we're saying. But in your case, I think you just are such a fast learner that you immediately knew what was up and you knew exactly which one you had to pick for each one. What do you think, Sam? Yeah, I thought you were clearly a fast learner. I could feel sort of um, you weren't just answering the questions. You were also making a statement, which (laughs) I found to be so, so powerful because, you know, some people, yeah, they go for the joke. But you, you said, what does this say about not only me, but about culture at large? And I could really feel that throughout your answers. And I was moved by that. And I want to say, Vanessa, I know, you know, I know you a little bit and I know you are a former educator and I could see that jump out when we it was very like one, two, three, all eyes on me. Like as soon as we gave you directions, you were there. Yeah. Wow. And I I will say um, they were all fear based answers (laughs) because you all instilled fear in me before you Mm -hmm. you started. One of the cornerstones of being a good educator is leading by fear. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. We believe that people aren't showing their true self unless we've seen them uh, be afraid. I actually think that's true. And and in fact, I would go so far as to say not to bring it back to politics, but like (laughs) when you're interviewing a politician, when you're interviewing a politician about their views, you should first scare them with like a jump scare and then immediately ask a question so that what they say, the first thing they think of will be the honest thing. You know what I mean? Wow. You know, it's like, uh, you know, it's like... uh, the scream villain. What? What's the scream villain's name? Oh my god! Sc- uh, I keep wanting face. to say Scarface. Ghostface. Ghostface. Yes. <laughs> like Ghostface comes out and scares you know uh, John McCain, and then you're sort of like, "What do you think about military spending?" And he's like, "More." <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah, because the, the okay. stakes are real. You have to be honest. Yeah. So you're saying we should have press conferences in haunted houses? One hundred percent. The camera should be following. It's gonna. It's a one shot tracking shot following the politician from the beginning of a haunted house to the end of a haunted house. And each time the politician is scared, they are asked a question about domestic or foreign policy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, those chainsaw people. I think they could get the more honest answers than some of these newspaper writers. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Or like a very like a wet little girl crawling at them. Yeah. Oh yeah, Samara from the Ring. Yes, that would be amazing. Um, well, that sounds like a business idea. I love it. Mm. All right, it's patented. <laughs> Great, we own a patent just like that. So Vanessa, I want to sort of dive right into this topic because okay. it is a topic that is I have found, and maybe this is just my bubble of LGBTQ plus size community, but I think that I have found this to be really in the ether recently. Like many people I know are interested. So I want to really get to the bottom of it. So I would love to know what your topic is and why you brought it to the table and what you think is straight about it. Okay. My topic is the TV show Survivor. 
reality TV show Survivor. And I, I, you know, I was going through my list of things of straight things in my world and it it's it's a small list <laughs> and i wasn't even sure if survivor was straight mm-hmm. um because i've only seen like the more recent uh, seasons and you know i think it you know the, there's a line i think if you watch like the beginning it's very straight and then it kind of it's it's getting a little blurred now um but it came into my world recently because a friend was like you gotta see it you got it so good and i got hooked yeah i got hooked you got hooked what about it spoke to you i it's just the drama the drama of not watching um it's it's mostly white people um (laughs) and watching them just you know not eat and just go against each other. It's it's very riveting. Yeah, I I got into it in the pandemic as well. I, like uh, so many people were like, you got to check it out. And even I would say my straight, who you know, uh, old listeners of the pod know that I had a straight for a while that I was obsessed with, and he wanted me to watch Survivor. And whatever he said, I would do. Um, and so I did start watching Survivor via his recommendation. And actually, I did love it. It, it, it there was something so um, chaotic about it, like the way that it wasn't. Because I was expecting a meritocracy when I turned on yeah. the show Survivor. Same. And I didn't realize it's all about trickery and like being messy. Yeah. Which honestly sounds a little gay, to be honest. That's but. what I'm saying. That's <laughs> why I'm saying it's getting blurry. But that's what's drawing to me is like the way you have to manipulate everyone. It's like, you're my best friend. You're going to tell me, right? If they're going to, and they're like, absolutely. I would tell you. And then they're like, (laughs) bitch, you're off the Island. Mm -hmm. It's like, (gasps) and it's just very like, you got a backstab. They're known for the blind sides. Um, And then also just the people that they pick to be on there. Like it's a month. You're on. I'm like, do you have a job? Can you keep your job can, when you say? I've like, always wondered this. <laughs> I need to be out for a month. <laughs> and they're not allowed to say they're not allowed to say why they're out for a month. So they right. you really have to basically lie about having a medical emergency or lie about being <laughs> pregnant. Like there, there's there's really no other way. Yeah. Wow. Be- because they're out there for so long, and it's like they're. A lot of them, I'm like, are they telling the truth? Are these all actors? I don't know, mm-hmm. but they get me every time. I'm sort of fascinated by this idea that it is a, it's something that is like many things, straight on paper and gay in practice, where it's like you hear about the premise of Survivor. It is sort of going back to the wilderness, and it is a survival game. And you're like, wow, this is sort of like a straight man's dream like an emasculated straight man is like I'm gonna be a real man and go out into the woods and fend for myself and you think okay the people who are gonna win this game are like a muscly guy who is able to like murder a deer and eat it raw and then when you actually get there you're like no actually the most valuable skill is being uh, an iconic bitch yeah (laughs) yeah and it's like you have to be a bitch but also be liked and that is a hard thing to do yeah it's an it's an amazing show. I think for me, where it gets straight, like the straightest part about it is more like who, what you were saying, like who they cast. Yeah. Like I feel like it's very at least I watched like the early seasons. I think I watched like season 
three or like season and like season three season eight like people were recommending early seasons yeah and so those were the ones i watched the straighter seasons yeah and there were a lot of like i and before we were talking about this i was like there were a lot of like republican undertones where it was like like that guy's a cop and is like like and that guy's a cop and that lady is like one of those fitness people but not in the liberal sense you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah yeah like the early seasons is all cops that are on administrative leave <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it's like how can they take a month off work and it's like oh it's really easy actually yeah. right. <laughs> and they're there and yeah they talk about god a lot and they talk about their values and you're like uh yeah. who's gonna win because you have to be a shady bitch to win this yeah yeah, so believing God is your first mistake there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's powerful. It is powerful in showing that like straight people can be shady bitches well, to like almost a grander t- with like less heart than a gay person. Mm-hmm. Um, like gay people are almost like, oh, it's because I love you. Straight people are like, no, it's because of money. Like <laughs> I want to destroy you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the 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 lies they they tell. Like I saw one recently. And, you know, they, they have challenges. And if you get an immunity idol, you won't be kicked off the island. Well, this one girl was like, I'm going to make a fake one so that people think I have it. And I'm like, that's awesome. Like, she's going <laughs> and the acting she's doing of like, yeah. And people believed her. It's just like wild the, the extent they go th- to. Well, the acting, you mentioning just like the concept of acting of course begs the question is it an exercise in long form improv yes <laughs> yeah i think so and is that one of the straighter qualities of it perhaps <laughs> yeah yeah i think it's definitely like watching a, a gr- an improv group improv for an hour and mm-hmm. you're just like wow <laughs> yeah the way that like I'm like thinking about like, okay, the challenges are also very funny to me because they're so like little kid in a way. Like it's like it feels like recess in a way that is like very um, I don't know if it's gay or straight, but it is playful, which makes me think gay. Like I watch that and I'm like, I want to play. You're like, it's whimsical. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, and there's like color codes. and Yeah. Yeah. The argument for it being straight to me is sort of like it is adjacent to escape room board game night bowling like you know mini golf like it's sort of like okay it is people and of course i'm painting in broad strokes here it's people who have no uh no difficulties in real life that are like how can we like feel something for once i guess we'll go to the wilderness (laughs) yeah yeah because i'm like who's choosing this and then the stakes are always so high for them of like, I need this money because I need to help my family. And I'm like, well, you're gone for a month. You're not helping them. <laughs> you know? like, um, it's, it's and also wild. what a strange thing to choose. If if what you need is money to help your family, what a strange thing to, to choose is even like one of the top five things you could do. <laughs> right? Yeah. If like, yeah, if someone was supporting me and they're like, hey, I'm going to go on this show. I got us. So <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, I don't think you do (laughs) i think one of the ways that it's also gay is that like it is fully a subculture that people when they are in they are like all in 
Ooh, like yeah. there's like little celebrities that are just yeah. like survivor celebrities. Mm-hmm. There's a whole like it's kind of well, I guess it's like drag race. It's yeah. like straight drag race. Well, but it's also like The Bachelor, which is the straightest <laughs> f- fandom. Like oh, The Bachelor true, is like truly true. a universe unto itself. And people are like, oh, Amber R. I just made that up. But like it's like everyone knows <laughs> all of the people. And then it's going on it. The point of going on it is barely to do well on the actual show. And it's more just like now you are part of this broader community and now you can do events you can be an influencer you can do ads you can go back for like survivor you know fan favorites versus fan non-favorites all stars all stars (laughs) yeah yeah the bachelor is so like crazy to me like it's very handmaid's tale where the way they put women against each other and they're in love i'm like why are why is this the most popular show on mm-hmm. TV? It oh, it's, makes it's no sense. So here's my question for the two of you as a survivor, as someone who literally has not seen a single second of Survivor, what would you say are the gender dynamics? Oh, I mean, the seasons uh, I watched. Great question. I Thank watched <laughs> uh, three seasons and like two winners were male and one was female um, mm-hmm. But there is like in those seasons, there is like the guys are like, we're going to win. And they're, and then they just use the women as kind of like pawns throughout the game. Um, one I saw recently, there was they were fighting over rice because they get like the, a certain amount of rice. And one guy was like, the men should eat more because women can survive on oh. 14 color, 1400 calories and men need 3,600 calories, and she's like, uh, no. (laughs) Men love to weaponize literally a random number that they just thought of. Right. (laughs) And it's just, yeah, so, like, I think the men and and women women dynamic on the island is weird. It's weird. I would also say it's almost like, um, it reminds me of, like, in video games when, like, like the men are always like super super strong types and the women are always like like really snatched types (laughs) and it's always like huh like they almost like the at least in the earlier seasons like the producers it felt like we're setting it up to be like the men will try to compete using muscles the women will try to compete using their sexual wiles like (laughs) and they're like in their bras and underwear and i've i haven't seen a season where they have sex but i've been told there's like seasons where like people are splitting off and just fucking at night. That was going to be my next question <laughs> yeah. is, are there hookups? I think so. There's, there's little couples. And okay. like there's, there's been marriages out of Survivor. Wow. Oh, it's wow. So in that sense, it's very family values. And we're, <laughs> yeah. and we're all the way circling back to straight now. Yeah. In that sense, it's a sort of, it's a sort of speed dating event. Yeah. With very high stakes. <laughs> it is. It is. And I, I'm sure, again, like, I don't see why anybody would go on there, especially like, I'm like, it's just to be famous, right? I don't know. People, honestly have no idea. I got to say, though, that's the thing. It's like, this is how I feel about. So my youngest sister is in med school. And I'm like, I'm like, who like med school sounds so hard. Like, who would choose to do that? And it's like, oh, it is a self-selecting group of people for whom not doing it is is like death. Like, it's like she her life couldn't be anything other than being a doctor. And I think that is how survivor people are, where they're like, 
it is such a such a deep rooted desire that it is like the single best thing they will do in their lives. Mm-hmm. And I remember I so I sort of teased this before we started recording, but I went to college with three separate people that have been on Survivor, and one of them won, and his name is Adam Klein, and he won his season. Wow. Um, and I didn't know him super well, but I remember taking a class with him freshman year, and it was a sort of like unstructured um, writing class. It was like for all of fre- for all freshmen, and you sort of like uh, you know each each section was like about a different theme or something. I can't remember what ours was about, but there was some sort of like student led thing where he basically had to lead a discussion in some sense. And rather than leading a normal by the book discussion, he made us all enact the reality show, the mole. No, he like, he sort of like gave, and I wish I remember the details and Adam, if you're listening, I'm sorry if I'm butchering this, but he (laughs) like, as a sort of like out of the box activity, he like made us all do the mole and he and then he was like the host of it and he was like welcome to the mole <laughs> and i was like wow Whoa. this is like for you this is you live and breathe these like reality competition shows and when he was on it it was like there was really no sense of or from what i understand and again i don't know him very well but there was no sense of irony or not even honestly a sense of like doing this for the fame it was like this is my calling oh, and wow. sure enough like i think he won. Like so you yeah. so he knew what he was doing. And that's I think that's the the all the winners like it's because they know the strategy because people go on there all the time and it's like, "Well, I that's my real friend." And it's like you're going to lose. If you're making friends, yeah. you're gone. <laughs> you <know? Yeah. laughs> but that's yeah. so hard to kind of separate those things. <sighs> I could never Especially when there's no food. Mm-hmm. I could never ever do that ever ever ever. And let me tell you something. Another one. So another one is Angelina Cardona. Is that a name that rings any bells for either of you? No. She also was in a cameo in in White Lotus. So you know how Mike oh. White did Survivor. Oh. Yes, so I've watched two, that one. Yeah, like the two girls in the very beginning of White Lotus that see the dead body are both Survivor alumni that he put there as like an Easter egg, and she's one of them. And there's this whole story, there's this whole story that Megan Fahey told on Las Colteristas where like she kept overacting. Angelina kept like ball like crying hysterically when she saw the dead body, and Mike White had to be like Angelina. Like, you don't know this person. You're just, like, in shock. Like, you're not... You can't be, like, crying hysterically. Like, you're in a cameo. Like, it's not... This isn't... You know, this isn't going to be your Oscar clip. Oh, you went to college with her, too? I went to college with her, too. And I have to say, as someone who... You know, I consider myself... As far as something like student government is concerned, I consider myself pretty cynical about it. I'm not like, oh, this person running for student government is going to change the world. But I'll tell you something. When Angelina Cardona ran for student body president, and won, by the way... I was like passionate about voting for her. She somehow convinced me that it would like make a difference in my life if I voted for her for student body president. And that is the mark of a real like career politician slash reality star, which are the same thing. She's one of my favorites. When I watched that season, the best scene and I laughed out loud. One girl was leaving. She was being voted off the island. They turned off her fire and she was like, um, can I have your jacket? <laughs> and that girl just ignored her and kept walking and was like, um, Natalie, Natalie, can I have your jacket? Natalie <laughs> just kept, kept walking and ignored her. And it was the funniest thing because she was so cold and didn't bring her own jacket. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. 
I mean, there's also something. Wow. She sort of has like she has a really expressive face. I feel like she probably gave good quotes. Again, I didn't oh, see yeah. her season, but she was you know, it, it really is. It really is a talent. Someone was asking me the other day, "Is there a union for reality performers?" And I oh. don't know the answer. So if there is, oh, wow. you know, don't correct me. But I'm like, there should be. If there isn't, like they have 100%. specific talents, and they are <laughs> literally more famous than normal actors yes that's that's real that's real yeah because i couldn't do what they do i would just be laughing the whole time if i was on the season with mike white i would just be auditioning for him every yeah. day mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? you'd be constantly overacting yeah. like mike don't look over there <laughs> right <laughs> i want to be on white lotus <laughs> I feel like what I would do is I would constantly be doing flea bag face where I would look at the camera. I would like say something witty yeah. and then look at the camera and wink. Yes. 100%. Oh my God. I could not be around. I would be like so jealous of the cameraman, like being able to like go eat normal food. It would get toxic. Like I would definitely, that's where my focus would be is like trying to like seduce them into giving me like a sandwich from the craft services. Uh, oh, I would definitely cheat and I would feel no way about it. Like I would not take no. the rule seriously. No. God, no. Yeah. It's like, why haven't you lost weight? And everyone has. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, I smuggled many pieces of cornbread in. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to, do you uh, relate more to the like players that are evil or the ones that are like really like good at the games or whatever? Um, I, I guess the evil ones they're just funner to watch because they're actually playing the game yeah and it's like yeah the ones that have no idea and get swept away and like the making friends and just being pure it's like boring (laughs) yeah it's like it is boring you want to watch the evil ones yeah i felt such a strong like moral pull to be like why isn't everyone being good like i it was weird when i was watching it where i like, couldn't lose myself in the evil people yeah. like i was like you're not supposed to lie about stuff like that yeah. like <laughs> well it's like it's like in drag race too like on all stars when people are like you know following the rules it gets kind of boring but when someone makes a big move you're like oh i know it sucks that watching yeah. someone be evil is fun yeah takes me out they're the best um, another funny survivor culture thing is that like Sia is a mega fan and every oh. year Sia <laughs> like, honestly she should do it with her giant ass wig she you literally should I would love to see that <laughs> Yeah. And she like every year gives like a prize to the people like to one person at the end where she like is like you are my favorite player. No. Like here's one hundred thousand dollars. No. She does. There's, she does. There's a Sia it's prize. Insane. <laughs> there's a bonus Sia prize if you can which is like literally Hunger Games. If you're yeah. like charming enough on TV, you can still win even if you don't win. Oh and my it's God. like and she gives different amounts depending on like how much she liked you. And I'm like, this is crazy and not to say the obvious but she literally is dressed like she is in hunger games at all times with her giant wig so it really is uh, a bit on the nose if you ask me it's a bit on the nose it's literally like a very wealthy pop star like comes out and is like and gives someone hundred thousand dollars for being entertaining while starving right oh my i can i ask y'all like if we were on survivor if they send us on an island would y'all be in an alliance with me Oh, y'all, y'all pause thing, too Vanessa. long. You Here's pause thing. too Here, long. No, no. I want to say, I'm sorry, but like, I know you and you are too nice of a person. Like, you, you, you don't have the evil bitch, like, 
gene that y'all it takes would vote to, me to, off to go yeah, all the I way. I can't. I'm sorry. And and we have enough friends that are literally evil that I know what a real evil person uh, <laughs> would would look like. If I was on the island with y'all, I'd be like, I'm gonna be in an alliance with the gays. They got my back. I'm an alley, and right. y'all would turn on me. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa, I the moment you asked me that, I felt such a conflicted feeling because I knew that literally if we were on the island, I would say yes and I would be your ally and then I would immediately lie and I would immediately betray you in a way that <laughs> because there's something about you that like it like feels like you would one forgive me, two not see it coming. I wouldn't. I would. I would. And you know what? I trust the gays all the time, and I would be saying this on the island every day, and y'all would be plotting against me. To be completely fair, I also would not trust George at all yeah. because if there were any other gay person on that island, I would be like, no, it's one of us. It's not going to be both of us. No, I hate to say it. My my instinct in the in the beginning was to say that I would befriend the bitchiest woman. Ooh. But to be honest, what I would do is befriend the bitchiest straight man. Mm. I would go I would like really just go right I would really boot a judge it up and just find my <laughs> Joe Biden and have him make me uh, Secretary of Transportation. Because I would literally say smart. who here is the most Republican? Who here is the most Republican? <laughs> Who's a cop? Who's a cop? Yeah. Who's a cop? <laughs> Who's a cop? Oh, you're you're a cop, but you did sensitivity training? Not interesting, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. Also, the one I watched, they, there were like multiple cops on it, and they kept being like, us cops got to stick together. Mm. I think I would definitely lie and tell people I was a cop. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think that really would like... be a <laughs> And you can do that. Like, some people like You can catfish. It's wild. Like, yeah, there's a oh. lot of war vets, too. Uh, Wait, I love that. I mean, there's no way for them to look up what we are. So I would definitely catfish. Yeah. I'm trying to think can. what I could with my sort of like body type, voice, whatever, what I could get away with. I don't think I'd get away with saying I'm a cop necessarily, but I could. Hmm. I would be like, I am a FBI agent yeah. and I could tell when oh. everyone's lying. That's yeah. good. That's yeah, what I, I like do that. for a yeah. living. No one would believe. Me. And if someone was like, "Okay, so who have you interviewed? Like, what what kind of FBI work do you do? If I, you're so FBI, I would be like, I investigated Trump. <laughs> I investigated the John Benet Ramsey case. And I'd be on the side, being like, "Oh, so you're liberal? Never mind." <laughs> uh, I mean, it is kind of freeing, like, to be like, "Oh, I could go to this island and just like be whoever I want for a month." Like I could restart. I mean, until until they vote you off. I mean, you got to be on guard the entire time. You got to strategize. I my thing was like, if I'm on an island, like I want to be sun tanning. Like I want to be sun tanning. I want to be drinking a pina colada. I can't yeah. imagine being somewhere with like beautiful weather. You're wearing a bathing suit. Honestly, all the men are shirtless. Yeah. You're sort of like it's kind of sexy. I'm know, surprised so there's not more sex to be honest. Yeah. yeah. And but like people will vote you off if you don't do anything like you got to help mm -hmm. around the island. You got to cook rice. You got to make a fire. This is the thing. OK, so because I've never <laughs> watched Survivor, but I did when I was young, I would always watch the real world road rules challenges. Yeah, me too. And to me, I'm like, those are the gay version of Survivor because there <laughs> they really do play up the hookups. Yeah. No one there has any survivable skills. In fact, all they wanted to do is be in the real world house and suddenly they are, you know, 
sort of like free base jumping out of a helicopter into like a vat of slime or whatever. Yeah. And so I'm like, that is like, like Survivor, there's almost the self-seriousness of it. And I'm sure that if I actually watched it, I would find the camp element of it. I would find a way in. Everyone I know who loves Survivor is gay. I'm not saying it's like only for straight people. But there is something where you have to, you have to find the, the queer subtext yourself. Whereas when you watch the challenge, you're like, okay, everyone here is gay and wearing like a fun uh, graphic tee. Yeah. 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 I do, when there are gay people on Survivor, gay contestants, I am always like, there's something so inside of me that's like, I really hope they win. Like, please, everyone be nice to them. And it's such a crazy, like, I need them to succeed. And none of the seasons I saw did they succeed. And I actually think it was because, because I think it was because they were gay. <laughs> like, And not that like they were incapable, but because I think people were like, oh, I don't trust you, you're gay. Like Every time there's a gay person, a person of color, like, the whites kick them out the straight whites (laughs) and it's always just like damn it and they're like yeah we didn't trust them and it's like well fuck but you trust the cops (laughs) well it's i mean it's very one season i saw was literally like battle of the races no and it was like yeah and each (laughs) what i'm not kidding each boat was like a different they were like four people of the same race and they all got dropped off on the island and it was like notice anything that's right you're all paired with people of your race and i was like this is crazy and who won <laughs> wait that's a great question i don't remember <laughs> well i think i can probably guess <laughs> uh, I, they did have a one of the challenges one of the real world road rules challenges was battle of the sexes which, yeah. of course, is a more traditional... There's more uh, humor to Battle of the Sexes than Battle of the Races. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. You know, there's sort of a more yeah. of a sense of whimsy. Um, yeah. And we are farther removed from... Um, although, honestly, at this point, are we farther removed? Who knows? I, I It's 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 difficult <laughs> yeah. to say. Yeah. 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 I mean, the, the one um, that your friend was on was David versus Goliath, which was pretty much yes. rich versus poor. Right. And it's like, well, why are these rich people competing for money for fun? For fun. <laughs> I mean, that is crazy to me. I know they've also done, they've done young versus old, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure they've done young versus old. I'm trying to think what would be the most insane Gays X versus, versus Y. Straight. Gays, Gays versus, versus straight. They definitely should do. That would be. They, I can't believe they haven't yet. That would actually be, I would, I would tune in. I would have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if if everyone was gay at the end, that would be the biggest win. Yeah, <laughs> that would be such an equality win. What you know what they should do? Gay versus straight, but there is a secret straight person on the gay team and a secret gay person on the straight team. Yeah, and that's like part of the intrigue. I think that would actually be like really entertaining. Okay, you need to be a producer on this show. I know. I've always, <laughs> to, to be honest, <laughs> one of the <laughs> one of the biggest sort of uh, tragedies in my life is that I know. I would be way better at being like an executive than I than I am currently at being a writer performer. Like yeah. the way that if you would just put me in the Paramount Plus offices, I would fucking turn that ship around in a heartbeat. Whereas I can't book an audition to save my life. <laughs> wow, this is yeah. a moment of raw honesty from George. Yeah, um, uh, unbelievable. I agree. Okay, well. I agree. No, <laughs> thanks. 
Thanks, guys. No, the way <laughs> I have to no, the way I just think one, you're extremely good at what you do. Thank you. Yes. But the way that I'm sure you could actually turn Paramount Plus around in literally four emails would be very impressive <laughs> <Yes>. to watch. <laughs> I mean, you Viacom, you need to yeah. own it. <laughs> I'm like, listen, we're going to have to trim some fat and yeah, we're going to get some bad press for it. But guess what? In two years when we're winning Emmys and not White Lotus, you'll thank me. Boom. Yeah. (laughs) It's that simple. It's that simple. I can't wait. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. So all of my, again, I have never seen Survivor, so all of it is, all of it has to do with like pop culture references outside of Survivor about Survivor. And a big thing for me, because I used to be a big, uh, a big watcher of The View during the Rosie O'Donnell era. A big thing for me is that Elizabeth Hasselbeck got famous on Survivor. That is the reason she's a celebrity. That is the reason she is now like for over 20 plus years has been literally like a conservative pundit and a media personality and like a wealthy, like best-selling author is because she was on Survivor. Yeah. I had no idea. And that was to me, yeah. And that was to me like the first famous person I knew of that had been on Survivor. And I think looking back, that is one of the reasons I don't trust it. Because I was like, you were a huge bitch on The View. (laughs) She was awful. And they loved her on there. Well, she's a skinny blonde woman. She's like, I'm sure she was good at being a secret, uh, you know, being secretly shady. I'm sure she was nice to your face, but then talk shit behind your back. Again, not to stereotype, of course. I love all Republican women. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I think she created like that archetype for that show because ever since her, they've tried to fill in her (laughs) with the same blonde Republican totally. girl. Yeah. She is a sort of unique unique figure yeah. in culture because I mean I find My her morally reprehensible. 
What? <laughs> My chair just broke. <laughs> oh, no. I fully like almost oh. fell backwards. That was crazy. Are you okay? Um, I'm okay. I don't know what happened. Vanessa and I are sabotaging you. Uh, that was so only, weird. Only one person will remain at the end of this recording. Oh no! Oh my god! This is so messed up. I'm sorry, George. Keep going. No, I just she is a unique figure in that even though I personally find her morally reprehensible, and I'm sure all three of us do, there is something palatable about her. Like you could put her on the view. And, you know, people will be entertained by her fighting with Rosie O'Donnell and Joy Behar. Honestly, much more so than someone like Meghan McCain. Like, I think people hate Meghan McCain more than at the time people hated Elizabeth Hasselbeck. Sure. Sure, sure. Yeah. And let me tell you something. You can't recapture that magic a second time. So in that sense, she's mother. (laughs) She's mother. I have two thoughts on Survivor. Okay. One... (laughs) Um. The funniest thing to me is when they're like starving, 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 and then they win a challenge and it's like, your treat is like this yeah. new special dish from Outback Steakhouse. Yes. And they give them like the weirdest uh, sponsored food of all time. Oh, yeah. And because they're starving, they're very honestly like obsessed with it. And like, this is the best <laughs> so thing I've ever good. had in my life. Yeah. I didn't know they had that. I didn't know they had prizes like that. So, oh, yeah. so some of them suddenly will eat like a nice meal while everyone around them is eating rice. Yeah. Yeah. You can win like a hamburger, chicken wings, nachos. Um, One prize was like just chocolate cake and milk. And I'm like, but it's like 114 (laughs) degrees. I've been starving. Now I'm going to have diarrhea out here because you're just giving me milk. (laughs) I think a lot of them do like get wrecked after the prize meals because their stomachs are so fucked. They're like sponsored by the dairy lobby. Got milk? (laughs) Yum, yum. They're like sweating. (laughs) Yeah. And then, yeah, sometimes they'll be like, you get to take a shower and... Like weird prizes in the middle. You can have love time with a family member. Love time? (laughs) Yeah, love time. time. Like a conjugal visit type thing? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you said with a family member. So I was like, wait, like love time, like like sexy with your partner or like? (laughs) With their oldest son. They never specify. They never specify. Love time. (laughs) It's just love time. <laughs> now that sounds pretty queer to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, whatever it means to you, love time. Whatever love time means to you. Yeah. Love time sounds very sort of a like a term, you know, on polyamory Reddit. <laughs> yeah. I also think I'm pretty sure, and maybe I'm wrong, was the very first winner a gay guy? I don't know. I'm going to look this up. That would be great. Because I'm actually, George talking about like the things that sort of uh, culturally uh, clicked with him about the show. I'm like, wait, I'm pretty sure, like, because I remember hearing, I think he was a gay guy. And me being like, you know, 12 or whatever. He's and gay. Being like, oh, he's gay. Yeah. Folks, he's gay. Richard Hatch. Folks. <laughs> Richard Hatch. Hatch was a corporate trainer and consultant for his own business, Tri-Whale Training. All right. When he first competed on Survivor. In Borneo which is a Survivor season, he came out as gay on screen in 2000 and notoriously went nude on numerous occasions. Okay. okay. He notor- See, this, this is what I mean. This is what I picked up on this and I was like, wait, what? He's naked and he's gay? Hold on. Oh. I want to say, I take back literally everything I have said so far. The fact that the first winner is gay, came out on screen and was naked? Honey, that's gay rights. He also <laughs> was is, convicted. That is Moonlight. That is Moonlight winning the <laughs> <That's> Oscar. Moonlight. <laughs> 
He was also convicted uh, with three counts related to attempted tax evasion and fraudulent tax returns in 2006. Iconic. He served his 51 months. <laughs> and after failing to amend his 2001 tax returns, additional nine months in prison. Wow. Legend. Wow. Yeah, I love him. It's tough when your whole thing is like lying and, and stuff. Uh, then when you have to go back out into the real world and do taxes, I can see how that would be difficult. Yeah, he was sort of punished for being good at his job, which is being a bitch on t television. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the prize of Survivor should be you don't have to pay taxes ever again. I agree. Instead of money. Yes. <laughs> you know? That's such yeah. a good idea. Right? That would be great. I would go. In general, I think I really think we owe our... And I say this really not as a reality television fan, but I really think we owe our reality TV stars more as a nation. Yeah. Yeah. And not the ones that are rich, not Kim Kardashian. I think she should be in prison. But I think like the people, <laughs> the people that like went there, humiliated themselves on screen yeah. and then nothing really came of it. I'm like, they should get a check from the government every month. Yeah. 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 Because we we need to be entertained. Yeah, quite frankly, or else more, you know, internal strife will happen. More, more domestic um, wars, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we will not rest until Joe Biden, in a gay voice, in a haunted house, announces a plan to to give to give monthly payments to anyone who competed in a reality show from the years 1995 to 2005. Yes. And also, while we're at it, like tax evasion shouldn't be a crime. It's like taxes are so hard to do. <laughs> well, it should be a crime if you are above a certain, <laughs> if, if you are in bracket. a certain tax bracket, just to be clear. <laughs> That's I do true. Think it should be a crime. But it should not be a crime if you make under, let's say, a hundred and a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Every time I do <laughs> sure. mine, I'm like, everyone's doing these wrong, right? Because oh, 100%. I don't know oh, what yeah. I'm doing. <laughs> I feel like they could just point to literally any person and be like, you're going to jail and be like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it is crazy that at the highest forms of like, you're sort of like, well, taxes, that's the most serious thing. You know, I can, I can uh, sort of, I can say a white lie here and there in my normal life. I can say a white lie here and there in my professional life, but taxes, that's where I have to get serious. And then you get up there and then you talk to an accountant and it's like, okay, so is this all run by the mafia? Mm -hmm. Literally. Yes. It's, it's a scam. <laughs> They're probably going to cut us off now, but it's a scam. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, you're both freezing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. It makes no sense. I know. But um, good to know that you guys have my back on the island. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah we are your allies sure. through and through. We are absolutely on your team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like texting my my best friend who's a cop. <laughs> I'm like, don't listen to anything I'm saying right now. I'm just being like fake. I'm just playing the game. Yeah. Um, should we do our final segment? I think we should. I mean, it would be lovely if I had something to say for it, but maybe it'll come to me. It'll come to me. Yeah. Vanessa, our final segment is called Shoutouts. And in it, we pay homage to the classic street tradition of the radio shoutout by giving a shout out to anything that we are enjoying. So imagine it's 2001 and you're in Times Square shouting out to your squad back home, but about anything that you like. And we will go first. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have one. I don't know if I've done this before, but it's kind of a running theme in my life. What is up, girls, guys, and everybody else? I love you, and I see you, and I want to give a huge shout out to really expensive lunch. 
This town is made for you to enjoy the most expensive lunch of all time. And ooh, baby, do I do it. Sometimes I'll just want to buy a sandwich, and it is a number that I didn't know a sandwich could be. It makes me feel broke. It makes me feel small. It makes me feel regretful. It makes me feel humble. And it makes me feel hungry to work harder at comedy and writing and performing so that one day I can afford even expensive lunches and even get less sides with it and just have it be a half of a sandwich that is for some reason $65. That is my dream. I think it's possible and I think it will actually be sooner than we think. Anything is possible when you have expensive lunch. Restaurants, I love you and I support you and lunch is expensive. Woo! Woo! I I love that. What was your last expensive lunch? Literally today, uh, I went to that sandwich place that we went to and Mm -hmm. it's like me and Misha got sandwiches. It was so good, but it was $50. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I actually don't know what to do with that. (laughs) I I was just like, I'm like, am I crazy? Like, did the world, am I like just elderly and I'm like this damn town? Or is it like, no, that's insane. Oh, yeah. Well, it sort of gets to the point where you're like, even the cheap stuff is expensive now. So you're like, well, I might as well go get the sandwich where they make the bread in house. Yeah. Because what? I'm going to pay like two more dollars than getting a shitty sandwich from the bodega. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. Okay. All right. What's up, home decorators and and style enthusiasts? I want to give a quick shout out to the concept of floor pillows that you sort of have stored somewhere and then you bring them out when you have people over. Guess what? Not all of us have enough couch space and chair space. Here's something fun and quirky you can do. Have floor pillows. I personally don't have any, but I've been recently toying with the idea of buying some. This is something that I remember seeing at like sort of a Pottery Barn catalog, etc. when I was younger. And I would think this is the peak of bohemian life. Bohemian life is having square floor pillows that are mismatched. They're all from different places. Maybe they're thrifted and one of them is plaid. And you bring them out and that's right. You have your book club. You have your you have your party where, oh, someone brings out a joint and you pass it around and it's fine. You're artists. So bring out those floor pillows. You know, invite four of your closest friends over and have a conversation about socialist politics because you are worth <laughs> it, baby. Woo! Woo! Wow, I love that idea. You painted such a beautiful picture. Thank you. Thank you. Don't you think it's sort of like Rent? It's like Rent the Musical? No, it's very (laughs) chic. I see it. It's very like, oh, I'm like, it's the 60s. And like, like, he's a poet and she's an artist. Yes. Say no more. I want some. Ugh. Um, all right, Vanessa, whenever you are ready. Uh, okay. Hey, guys. Uh, this is Vanessa. Uh, I'm from Austin, <laughs> Texas. And I just want to give a shout out to uh, mini ice cream sandwiches. I've mm. been enjoying them after uh, dinner as a little dessert. It's the perfect little treat. It's not a full ice cream sandwich. If I'm, you know, feeling crazy, I'll have two minis to, you know, get me there. But the mini ice cream sandwich is just a perfect invention whoever invented it uh, is just perfect on the go if i'm you know going to a show or i need to like hurry up and finish up dinner and just you know go to bed like i like to at 6 p.m uh, <laughs> it's great um so thank you so much from vanessa Woo! Woo! um i love what that a, a, a mini lovely... ice cream sandwich is insanely good it's so good yeah god ice cream sandwiches in general is there anything better? It's the perfect little treat. 
a small dessert is like the key. Yeah, That's that. literally the key to happiness. Yeah. Because it's like you don't need a whole thing. Just yeah. give me a little thing. Yeah. Can I tell you something? I would we would always make fun of my mom growing up because she had like a true stack of dark chocolate bars and she would just have like one square after each meal. And I'd be like, that is such a mom thing to do. Ha ha. ha. <laughs> Guess who does literally that with the same brand of chocolate yes. right now? This, this girl. Yeah. This girl. You need it, oh, she's a mama's girl. Oh, she's a mom. the, the way that I have a square of chocolate after breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I'm not joking. It is. It literally is the perfect thing. You know what else? My boyfriend's mom came over for dinner a couple of months ago and brought a little pack of mint chocolates, those like <gasps> green ones that they have at restaurants. Oh, those are Wow. Dumb. That's right. It's legal to just purchase them. <laughs> you don't have to wait to go to a restaurant. The Andes. Yes, Andes. Those are the ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. George, great. you're wrong. It's not legal to purchase those. And I'm texting my cop friend right <laughs> fucking now. <laughs> oh my God. And I didn't even put them in as a write-off in my taxes. <laughs> Well, Vanessa, uh, this has been absolutely delightful. This was so fun. Thank you so much for taking yeah. the time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Ugh. And shout out to Richard Hatch, the first gay winner of Survivor. I hope he's out of prison. Yeah. Yeah, I hope he figured out his taxes. They're really hard. Cheers. Bye. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.